Live from the heart of Lincoln, America, welcome to Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Alright, welcome into What's Brewing with Chance Brewington. The host is always to my left. I'm Harrison Arns on the ones and twos. Uh, we got a full hour up ahead here before we have a little bit, uh, or excuse me, we got nuclear heat. That will go from 9 to 10 p.m. And that's with Jake Bachvin. They'll talk some pro wrestling. And then from there, we'll have a little bit of a break. 11 to midnight, the Daily Nebraskan, as always. But nonetheless, I'll throw it to the host, Chance of Brewington. How's it going on this Tuesday night? A nice, warm Tuesday night. No, this is the best night I've ever had in, in Lincoln so far this year. This is <laughs> fantastic. Uh, thank you, God, for this weather. My goodness, uh, it's it's fantastic. But, uh, but yeah, I think, I think I'll start it off with a story tonight, man. I'll start off with a story. I won't tell you who the author is. If you know, you know. Um, and that would make things even cooler. But um, so there was a there was a man, right? There was a man and um, he was sent to a potter's house. Right. And if anyone knows about pottery, um, they obviously deal with clay, but they're also they have a potter's wheel and that's how they form. it. I know the only reason I noticed is because art class. Oh, yeah. When I was uh, in high school, they you would do, you know, put it on the wheel and you try to form it and mine would always break. It's right. tough. That's no. uh, that's the, I can imagine most people have probably taken that class at least once. Yeah, I got mine to spin, but as soon as I put it in the, I can't remember what you call it, the burner. The, yeah, the, the actual kiln, the kiln, the kiln. Thank you. Yeah. When you put it, mine just fell apart. No, uh, yeah. it's not constructed right at all. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. So the story goes: this man, um, he he gets a he gets a you know he gets called to go to the potter's house, and he has no idea why he goes there, right? And so he's watching this 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 potter right and he and he breaks it he, he gets the clay he builds it up into this nice thing right into this vessel right and then he uh he he looks at it examines it and then he crashes it all down and he flattens it all so he flattens it base level all flat right and then he he form, reforms it into something made fit and made for use and made for made for uh made for whatever uh the potter had in mind right so i think that that story is just like kind of yeah, it, it just relates to life, man, that that sometimes we have to be we have to be formed. We have to be uh, there's certain things we have to go through in order to become fit and to be well used for the things to come in life. So that was just a little story I had to share. I don't know why I, I, I wanted to share. It. I don't know why it came to my mind, but it's nighttime radio, man. Yeah, not, hey, night, time. nighttime radio, <laughs> man. But uh if you feel like you are they they call it on the potter's wheel if you ever feel like you on the potter's wheel uh it don't feel good but it's gonna be all right it's gonna be all right so just keep going i think we're gonna start off every show now with a little word of encouragement so like um, yeah just just keep going and, and know you know it's it, it gets uh uncomfortable at times but um who who wouldn't want to be a a, ve- a great vessel used for a great purpose um, so yeah, just keep going, just keep going, man. That's my, that's my word, word of advice to the world. Um, I know we're all going through something, but it gets better at the end. It gets better. If it's not, if it's not good right now, it ain't the end. It ain't the end. Well, that's a good way to put it too. Yeah. And, uh, again, if you're on that potter's wheel, it's uncomfortable because your familiarity is so everything's just breaking apart. Oh my goodness. And when everything's breaking apart, it's miserable, but at the same time, it allows room for growth. Yeah. And I think, I think the symbolization of the, the like, because as a potter, you you have to actually press into, yeah. <laughs> you have to actually press into the clay. So I think 
in, in human form, you know, I think the pressing into is like building character, you know, building your patience up, building your, your compassion, building your, your gentleness, building your, your kindness. If you're not a kind person and then all of a sudden you get formed into this kind of kind person and, you know, just, just different, uh, you, you add different like fruits to your tree almost like it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing, but it's not, like you said, it's not comfortable while <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going miserable. on. It's miserable <laughs> and it's not fun. And, um, you wish it to be over, but you look back on that and you kind of wear that as a badge of honor once you get through it, I feel like. Um, so 100%. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause I think everyone can probably remember a time that was miserable, but something good came out of it. Oh my gosh. But uh, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I think that's what. We kind of talked about this yesterday, but I do, and I could be totally wrong. Like I don't, I don't have a degree in philosophy or anything right. like that. Uh, but I do wonder if like, that's why people have so much anxiety now, mm. like just kind of creating problems mm-hmm. you know? because like, there's not, life's pretty good. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I know everyone's Especially freaking out. Especially in America. It's, my goodness. Yeah. I, like, I know things are hot because the elections are around, but if you look overall, like people are living longer crime overall, that's down. There's still plenty of things that are way better than even 10 years before. Yeah. Uh, but anxiety is all time high. And I think it's just, we don't have enough of those as weird as to say like bad problems to break you down and yeah. to make you work through it yeah. to become a better person through it yeah and i think the the potter's wheel or or another word could even be like like the the valley or like the wilderness or like you know like that type yeah. of of scenery you know per se but i think those type of situations really in hindsight so looking looking future to to uh to past Really, you could really look at those like, dang, like that's like a, that's like a, a achievement. Yeah. Like everyone could kind of say like, yeah, I went through that. Instead, like in in our day and age, we kind of like, like oh, like we only like the, the highlight reels. Like we only like <laughs> we don't like the we don't like uh, being formed into something. Like we just like we just like when it happened, and we get to just uh uh you know and uh boast about that and 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 see other people do good and then we come and then the comparison bug kick in like oh, we talked about Lord. the other day but yeah i think i think man wearing that wearing that wilderness season wearing that uh that that valley as a badge like like man i went through it and I, I came out better and and being able to have that testimony then and then help someone else who's going through that that's the biggest thing is being to help someone else who going through the same thing that you have just been through or even you going through in the same moment, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you at a different pace because everyone at this life is moving at a different pace. So sometimes, you know, some people are walking, some people are running, some people on a conveyor belt, you know what I'm saying? Like some people are, are on crutches, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But but they're all, but the thing is you got to keep moving forward. That's the thing. If we're moving forward, we're at, a, we're at a pace. Let's just be at a pace. Let's just not be stagnant. You know what I'm saying? I like that. Yeah, yeah just get out of pace. Get out of pace. <laughs> you know, that's like, get, out, get out of pace. Keeps it from doing that comparing game. Too. Yeah. Because if you're just focused on your own pace, like you'll you'll kind of you'll forget the other stuff. Because yeah. I got a, you know, a lot of my friends. Shout out to them. They're great friends, but they all graduated. Quite a few of them got sophomore engineering degrees. Oh, my goodness. If I want to compare myself to those guys... <laughs> I'm going to be miserable. Be yeah. like, how much you make yeah, right yeah. out of college. <laughs> right. Uh, and so small stuff like that. When did that like really start clicking for you? Because unfortunately for me, I'd like to say it, it happened and I'm only 24 now and I'm still figuring it out. Like yeah. I still have those moments where I got to yeah. humble myself, but yeah. definitely I was like, po- I didn't even really figure it out until like probably post-college before I really started kind of getting that humble attitude about everything. Um, I, that's so tough because I feel like I, I was blessed at a very, very young age to just be like very self-aware of like what I did have and then what I didn't have. And obviously coming from 
uh, times where we had a lot or we had a, we had not a lot, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. or we didn't have much. So I think just just being able like to be so adaptable in a lot of situations. Um, my childhood was a lot, very different. We're not gonna get into childhoods tonight. Um, we're just gonna keep that for off the radio. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But yeah, I would just say uh, like just being a little bit younger and just understanding like what my peers was going through and what I was going through was just always a little different. And then it it just brought into a perspective like, hey, uh, uh, man, if I ever are in their position, if I ever you know, do got something for myself. If I ever um, am the one that's up and 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 doing stuff, like I'm always gonna keep that humbleness. But I would tell you, coming to Nebraska, uh, my my pride was tried, my ego was tried, um, and, it, and you know, being transparent, like those those things were tried because of the atmosphere here and and all the love and the and the um the the support that the fans give. It can it can very much go to your head, and we've talked about it before. But uh, yeah, I would just say. Um, there's situations, obviously, if you're, if you brought up a certain way, um, with, with great parents, like I have, like they, they, they did a good job with that. Yeah. Shout out to your parents then. Yeah. Cause uh, that's, I think that was like my biggest problem was like, I was self-aware, but I, I was over assuming how self-aware I was. Mm. And I think it was like one of those things where I, I would look at someone's face and be like, oh, you need to do X, Y, and Z. That's why you're feeling this. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, like yeah. way too confident uh-huh. in my ability to assess other people's situations. Mm. Dang, that's a that's a unique perspective. Wow. It took a while to come to it. You know, yeah. <laughs> so it was like post-college. I was like, dang, I'm really, I'm an assuming person. Mm. That's a tough thing to be. No, yeah. No, I, I, I can 1000% relate with that, especially being in like the... The football world, like, like sometimes I don't know why. When I was a little bit younger in college, like I thought playing football was like you was like, like football players was just above certain people in life. Mm-hmm. And bro, like, and I mean, then and I even get in high school, you kind of see that. But yeah. just like athletes, it's and it's it, just a part of culture. It is yeah. what it is, and it is what it is. But at the end of the day, like, it's so it's so backwards though. It, it is so it is backwards. Weird. Like you, if you was ever in a college locker room, like football locker room. You will understand the most like idiotic things happen in there. Like no, like you know, it's like low brain level. Like there's like no, no like sort of like like intelligence, right? That's going on half the time in there. It's a bunch of just guys just being guys, right? Mm. And then you get in the real world, and like oh, this dude has a this dude really wise. Like, and I'm not saying football players aren't like that. I'm just saying like from the peer perspective of. Taking everyone as a whole, I don't think athletes are superior in in no shape or form. I think obviously their bodies might be, but that's just one aspect. Sound like Nikola Jokic? That's <laughs> that's kind of his take on yeah. that whole thing. Yeah, just like it's all like he loves the support and the entertainment, but it was always like yeah, like the, the you know the scientists curing cancer, like yeah, that's like, a way cooler person than me. But thank you, <laughs> you know, yeah. I love the support. Like, yeah, it's not bashing the fans, uh, but it's just kind of a. I do wonder about that aspect sometimes, yeah. but that's just kind of how sports are. It's just entertainment. It is, it is, and it's on. It's gonna keep being entertainment because obviously everyone loves to watch it. Like I, I was fanned out the other night watching All Star Game. Oh, we need to talk about. Yeah, that. we do. We do. <laughs> that was outrageous. That was outrageous. Two hundred points. What is two hundred and eleven to one eighty six? One hundred and thirty eight, thirty three threes yeah. are attempted. I'm like this is this is ridiculous, bro. This is ridiculous. And then I, I heard Larry Bird right before that. He say, um, "You owe it to the y'all owe it to the fans to uh, compete at a high level. You go out there first, first time, first like couple drives. Tyrese Halbert, like 
he hit like four threes in a row. Luka and Jokic were just playing catch Bro, on their way down to a layup. You cannot convince the damn boys to to play hard. Like you just can't. You yeah. just can't. Well, while we're talking about that, we'll just go ahead and give the numbers because yeah. uh, they're they're outrageous. Field goals. The West eighty for one hundred and forty three. Ridiculous. The East eighty three for one hundred and forty six. They both shot over fifty five percent from the floor. Um, the West tough shooting from the three point line thirty five percent. The East forty three percent. Uh, trying to figure out some more key stats here. Assists were obviously outrageous, 60 to 46. <laughs> turnovers, not as ugly as you would think for an all-star game. 11 turnovers for the West, 14 for the East. But th- the stats, there's really nothing crazy. The yeah. West did have 100 points in the paint. Facts. It's just you guys both took over 140 shots. That's like no. That's like taking a shot, you know, every, before 10 seconds every single time. Yeah, shout out to Dame, though, because... You know, three point and then all star MVP. Like, that is very, very tough. I like that. Yeah, I thought they'd give it to Cat, but obviously. Yeah. Is yeah. he, what do you is, Okay. 50? Okay. Is Cat the best big man, uh, best shooting big man of all time? Ooh, that's a good question. He is, right? <laughs> Percentage wise, I think, yeah, you give it to him. Well, I, this year in particular, he's shooting an outrageous clip. I think you'd give it to him regardless, though, right? I'm trying to think of anybody else who would come in that. Jokic, yeah, but, Jokic, but, but it's not not to the same consistency yeah. that we've seen it from Cat. Give yeah. Jokic more time, and maybe, but I think even now, but even that's Kat's not even Jokic's game for real. Like he's not like a catch and shoot like Cat. Like Cat has a real catch and shoot. Let's see. So no- he, he's about. We'll go year by year, and then we'll get his summary. So forty percent three point shooter in his entire career. That's ridiculous. This year he's shooting at about forty four percent. 44? Yep. Last year was his worst year at 36. Or excuse me, his rookie year was actually his worst. But otherwise, I mean, he's anywhere between like 38 at the lowest and 43 at the highest. So he's a solid 40% three-point shooter. And what is he taking per game? Well, uh, this season, he is averaging for three-point shots. He is taking about five per game, making okay. about two of them. Mm. Just over two. So bumped up to about 40%. Yeah. Wow. That'll do it, man. If you got a big shooting, big giving you uh, uh, two threes, bro, a game, that's, bro, that's stretching the court to the, like, for real. That, yeah, that's special. That is special right there. That's why Husker Hoops has worked so well, I think. You really? Get, you get rank masked out there who's able to kind of. That's the uh, big, tall guy. Yep. That's the center. A, yeah, the foreign. Man, I'm blanking on his country for some reason. Oh, he's he from out the country. Yeah, he's foreign. Man, so you got the point guard out out the country. You got him out the country as anyone else. Uh, they're, I think all the other ones are going to be U.S. Mm. So what So what do you think about the whole, like, I would say the majority of the, the good basketball, I mean, not majority, but we're just seeing a lot of better basketball players from overseas. Yeah. Like, what, like what, do you, what do you think the, the com- com- contributing factor is to that? I think AAU is kind of hurting basketball a little bit. Mm. I, don't, I don't know if that's true. Like, I'd have to be. That's a, that's a statement to, right yeah, there. Like, that's one where you, you got to go through it. But it, it does just feel like when you go over to those European teams, you see how they play in the Olympics. You see how Jokic plays. You see how Luka plays. Right. It's like their court awareness is so much higher. Mm. And I wonder if that's just because they're they're kind of working with what they have. And as a result of that, instead of having all the best players on these AAU teams, where it's like, I give you the ball, it's your turn. Right, You're right. good enough. Go do your thing. It's right. these are my weapons. And if I'm the best player, I got to get this thing to work. And then here mm. comes a Jokic. Here comes a Luca where they're just, well, Luca too. I think p- p- 
playing pro early helps. My goodness. Because uh, yeah. that's another option in Europe where a lot of those guys, they can start playing some pro ball mm-hmm. and almost avoid those AAU circuits, and they're mm-hmm. kind of in that pro-style ball already. So I think part of it's AAU. I'm not a fan of the style. And the other part is like, I think kind of what the G League's trying to be is get guys into like pro-style leagues earlier. Mm-hmm. I think that's another really big part of it is like those European players – they're able to plug in those pro style, and I mean they're going against grown men right. at young ages, right. and then they come to the NBA. Things open up even more. Mm-hmm. There's less, you know, physicality in it, no. and they seem to really just again that court awareness. And I think that comes from just kind of staying away from those AAU teams and working with what you got. Yeah, that is a great point. The AAU, I feel like that could hinder someone's basketball IQ because, like we talked about with Chris, like developmental stages is when you're younger. Mm-hmm. And and there, you can't really develop a lot of things when you're 20, 21, 22, 23. Like, just from base foundational stuff. Like, if you know the game in and out, because you have to know the game in and out if you're competing at a really, really high level. Because, you know, the vets know the tricks and the trades. They know the little back doors. They know mm-hmm. the little, the hand, and the hand checks, the hand fights. Like, they know those little things. They got things. The superstar calls off <laughs> form ready. Like, if yeah. you're a young guy coming in the league, yeah. they're not giving you anything. Yeah, exactly. So, I think even Luca going through that, what, 15, 16? Like, in obviously, Victor played through that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Jokic played through that. Like, I mean, it, it, it's it's... It's pretty crazy to 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 see what they what they go through and then the players they are now. There's a direct correlation to that. Yeah, and then you get just guys like Giannis who really didn't have that much of a background, but they're just freaks. <laughs> yeah, athletes. no, yeah, he's and just, you get him someone who can develop it, and it's like, oh my god, he's a freak. Have you seen the clips of uh, Giannis's little brother? Yeah, that guy needs to get off. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, he'd be asking for the ball, and his teammates would just be wa- waving him off. And then they finally give it to him, and yeah. he gets an eight-second violation yeah. call. <laughs> yeah, no, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. But yeah, I mean, shout out, shout out to everyone who participated in the All Star game. That was, it was cool. I thought they were going to play harder. I'm, I'm, I was, I was a little, I was disappointed. But you're Adam Silver. He sounded more disappointed than anybody. Really. Yeah, he, he, he was kind of like, well, you broke the record for most points scored. Congratulations. And he, he said it kind of monotone like that. Mm. Like he was not. That's not what he wanted. Yeah. That's not what, you know, any of those guys that showed up wanted. Yeah, because, I mean, the best All-Star game I can think of was 2020. Remember was when the they, Kobe? Was no, that the Kobe one? Uh, Kobe was 2021, right? Remember when um, Kyle Lowry took the charge on James Harden? And okay, then, so uh, I think that's 2020. And then uh, the game winning one was AD was posting up uh, Kyle Lowry, and uh, he threw it to AD, and he hit the game winning free throws. Remember okay, that one? Yeah, 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 yeah. And they went like back and forth for like three minutes. They were playing like the hardest ball. Like mm-hmm. everyone's jumping up and down. Like you got Kawhi like showing emotion, getting hype. Like it was crazy. It's all defense. Yeah. Like that's that's what bothers me the most is I I'm, I'm excited about the offense, but I'm like, what does this look like? When you got a Kawhi Leonard, a Paul George, a Rudy Gobert, like you get these defensive monster units and some of the best offensive players. And like you never actually get to see that play out in all star games anymore. Yeah. Like you don't know what's better in the league today. Is it the defense or the offense? Let's see it. Nah, you don't really see it anymore. Yeah, that that is a good point. I feel like the offense is just ridiculous nowadays. The way they call it doesn't help. Yeah. Like how do you how are you supposed to stop someone who has like all these different tricks in their bag to score the basketball, and then all of a sudden, all you, all you, you can't even hand check them. Yeah. Like no, like for real, like you're you can't. Getting cooked. Yeah, you're getting cooked. <laughs> you can't hand you're check Kyrie cooked. Irving. Yeah, you're getting cooked. 
<laughs> yeah, that you're... is a good point. Like the offense, that's the other thing is like the way the reps call the game now um, hasn't necessarily matched with how good people are getting. Like, yeah. Like you said, like the offense is just at, at back in the day without hand checking, you could probably still get quite a few steals and keep people in front of you. Right. But now, like you said, it's my God, like people are so good, fast, like best athletes we've seen. Uh, the ball handling is out of control. Like people rip on Jalen Brown all the time for not being able to dribble with his left mm-hmm. because it's just that rare. It's like you can't, and he can dribble. It's just yeah, compared yeah, to yeah. an NBA guard, right, right. it's not up to standard. And he gets grilled on that all the time. Yeah, and and for dunking over Kyson, that that was pretty bad. At least he did the dunk contest. Thank yeah. you, Jalen yeah, Brown, for no, doing it. No, that is true. That is true. That not is a very lot of guys true. in his position would even risk that. Yeah, it's just you got to pick something else than Kaisenet, bro. You know someone's <laughs> going to dunk over Shaq. Every year, you know someone's going to dunk over Shaq. Like, you cannot bring a four-foot dude out there and then have him sit down and he become two-foot ten. And yeah, what was – is he just that popular? I mean, like, oh, yeah. I'm kind of familiar with him on Twitter. He pops up, but I'm not – Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's the biggest streamer in the world. Oh, okay. So he's big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he broke all of Twitch's uh, – subs and uh like live streams i think he hit like i want to say he hit like two hundred thousand people in one stream like yeah so imagine if we had two hundred thousand people on, on right now <laughs> like yeah no but he bring he brings a bunch of rappers on a bunch of uh celebrities on his stuff so i mean that was a good face to bring on but like for a gun like you you gotta do something else with him yeah make him hold the ball over his head at the least yeah or like Try to like get him to throw it off the backboard, but he's very unathletic. That would have been, that would have went terribly bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we kind of broke that down yesterday. But real quick before we get out of here with the All Star game, I, I've been talking pretty negative. Did you like it at all? Was there anything about that game that got your your interest? Um, there was one thing. It was a uh, what did I like? I liked seeing uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, Halliburton play. Um, hitting them threes. He got a weird jump shot. Have you heard him talk? Yeah, he switches his voice a lot. Like, what is that? He's, I've never heard anyone in the world ever do that. Him and Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, okay, that one is crazy. That one is, like, very drastic. But, like, he literally is talking and he goes, yeah, yeah, I just want to say, like. And then you go deep and then he goes up. And, like, bro, I've never heard anything anyone talk like that before. I'm, I'm thinking that was, like, a one-time thing. Like, he just had some phlegm. As yeah. gross it is. Because, like, I've yeah. never heard him talk that deep. Because when he was milkshake talking, before? Yeah, because I was talking. I was like, I don't... His voice is crazy deep. And then it, like, kind of broke through. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Carl Maybe Anthony Towns, certainly. You need a cough drop or something. Yeah. With that being said, though, we'll throw it to break. This is What's Brewing with Chance of Brewington. The host is always to my left. I'm Harrison Arns on the ones and twos. Again, if you guys want to join the show, 402-464-5685. Streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Allo Channel 961. Don't go anywhere. We got a couple more segments on the other side.